This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, everybody. Sorry, I'm a minute or two late, um, but I had a few technical issues that the chief captain wonderbug of at TT Radio, Tom Rogers, sorted me out, and we're on. So it's another lucky dip from Ed and me this week. Um, stay tuned for a lucky dip of wonderful summary things and stuff that who knows where we'll go. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening all um, and thank you for joining um, and, and seeing th- notices on the twits. So good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, Lucy. And good evening to those of you listening back and wondering what all the fuss about was about me locking up the Teachers Talk Radio account. Anyway, we're on. We're all good. Um, Ed was warned that I was having some difficulty via the medium of WhatsApp. I hope that he realises that I am now back in and he will join me very soon. So, oh, here he is, indeed. Marvellous. And good evening, Edward. Good evening, Toby. Uh, Are you on holiday, then? Are you on holiday? No, not yet. No, I know. Another two whole days, is it? Uh, oh gosh, is it two whole days? I thought it was only one. No, you're right. It's two whole days and, <laughs> and Saturday morning speech oh, day. Saturday morning prize speech giving, day. Prize oh, I don't envy you that. No, well, it's 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 um, yeah, no, mm. uh, good. I will leave it there. <laughs> no, no further comment. I, we won't talk like... about it because we we enjoy having jobs. I we enjoy like some it. of the benefits associated with having jobs. Absolutely, not always the jobs themselves. Indeed, yeah. no, I, I, I really enjoy my job. Yeah. I really enjoy my job. It has its huge frustrations, um, as does any job. Um, and and actually, uh, you know, there was something. What was it? I saw something the other day about people who are sort of purebred teachers who have never worked in the outside world. Someone sent a tweet saying. Um, what do people who aren't teachers look forward to if they don't have like a long summer holiday to look forward to, mm-hmm. you know, and they look forward to their holidays. And, and then, and then there was, I think Lil, our, our friend Lil got herself into a bit of trouble mm-hmm. actually, because she, she talked about, you know, getting home at high five thirty, which I thought yeah. was a little bit of a mistake because there are an awful lot of professionals who don't have long summer holidays. Um, mm-hmm. or certainly not as long as me who don't get home at five thirty, And so, um, yeah. But 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 what the sentiment of her message was was kind of fine, but um, yeah. Anyway, there we go. So, um, uh, yeah. So how, you're tired, aren't you, Ed? I'm super tired. You know, you're super tired. So are all the people listening. It's teacher Todd Douglas is sitting across from me. He's lying on the sofa there. He's very tired. Douglas, I think Douglas, we're all tired. I think the yeah. nation is tired. The nation's very tired, and I know. No, we 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 took a, a an unsigned solemn agreement not to talk about um mm-hmm. but it, it's it's um, i'm uh, things could happen in the next hour of far greater interest to to the nation than anything we talk about on our show um, we won't know though will we because we'll be busy i'm, I'm, I'm quite excited we won't be for scrolling twitter or looking at the news no, media whilst pretending to be radio presenters. Not a news channel i mean there will be some news later on and the news will be about some obscure element of Scottish education. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but but people, just in case you didn't realise, there's unfolding news going on on all other channels except for this one. Um, and it's it's oh my word. Anyway, let's talk about that a different another time because um, we can't really make any any useful judgments here except that it is a farce. The whole thing. Um, has been for some time, but it always was going to be. There wasn't it anyway. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward obviously to the end of term. I'm looking forward to to um, a very fresh start in my personal life. You know, a yeah. little later in the in, towards the end of the summer holiday mm-hmm. with my new house. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if that all goes according yes, to timing, yeah. and and um, and feeling quite different come September. Uh, and we'll see. 
We'll see what the next year has in store, but I'm going to be at the same place, doing the same thing with the same people around me. And that actually is quite a nice feeling right now, I'd say. Mm -hmm. hmm. So Chagford, yeah. you're, you're, you've got another two weeks and two days. Two weeks and two days. It's, and it I sounds most sort people of like listening. not much, but I can't see the end of it yet. I've got so many tasks between now and the end of it that I can't see that the end of that two weeks. I'll get to it and no. suddenly be like, whoa, you know. I, I will I will just say one thing, although a few of my colleagues in the independent sector, as soon as they break up for the summer holiday, that's mm -hmm. it, tools down until maybe half an hour before the first inset <laughs> in, in September. Yeah. But that's not, I wouldn't say that is the norm. So I know what's different in, in a lot of primary schools, cause, because um, I know people who work in them, um, you know, in the last week or two of term, there will be a lot of getting ready of next year's yes, in some books schools and stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. We don't do any of that. We we are literally teaching or or workshopping or swimming galaing or sports daying or school playing or mm -hmm. evening music concerting until the last minute and it is frantic. And so mm. my stationary order won't be sorted for next term until next week when i'm on holiday um, yeah. and my tidying and sorting of the lab and my planning of 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 um you know labeling of books and stuff will be done probably in the last week of the holiday before inset so so i'll probably will do it in a very relaxed way and i'm not looking for any sympathy here at all but i think i think even though the independent sector gets an eight week summer holiday and a fair percentage of that those people um who work in that sector will take great advantage of that there's probably <laughs> probably on average i'd say five to six maybe sometimes 10 solid work days of those of those um uh holidays are you need to do stuff there's an extra sort of an expect an unwritten expectation that you know yes. you'll sort your classrooms out and i, think that's, and I mean that's common in um in state primaries i don't know about secondaries I, it may well be but yes a colleague, I'm thinking I would use very clouded language because I don't want to dump anyone in it, but a colleague of mine started a new role last year in September. Didn't go into the school, didn't set up his new classroom, didn't meet with the previous teacher and talk about the children's program, didn't, you know, didn't do all those things which are done purely on goodwill and not paid a penny. Yeah. And um, huge judgment was placed upon him for this and there was sort of gossip around this wasn't at my school and it's you know um it was a great deal of sort of rather ill-natured gossip saying this proved that he wasn't committed and i think well he's got a young family and he moved house in the holidays yeah i mean he may be a brilliant teacher he may be a terrible teacher and this is this is not really anything to do with that this is someone who's not being paid to go to work not going to work does it prove that he's a lightweight or that he can't hack it or that he doesn't care about the children? No, it doesn't. If you're caring for your young family and, you know, we work long hours in term time, if you're not going to see your special little boy who's just been born and is like the best thing that's happened to you, you're not going to see him until Christmas, frankly, are you? Because you're going to be getting up at six in the morning, leaving the house at 6.30, you're going to get home about seven-ish. You're not going to see yeah. him. So. If no, you no. Use your, if you could do that, use your summer holidays to repair your humanity and make contacts with these. It's all. It shouldn't be that way, should it? It shouldn't be. No, it's, to wait for the holidays to see family, but, but it sometimes feels very much like that. There's been a lot of stuff, hasn't there, in in the sort of the the plethora of John Cat and and Crown Publishing edu books mm. over the last few years about about the sort of work-life balance. And, and I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I think, and, and, and people who managing to organize themselves out, you know, through no marking policies and, um, you know, just, just, just doing the job really well between the yeah. hours of, let's say eight and 4.30, you know, with the occasional 5.30, six thrown in, but, 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 you know, and, and, you know, I think if you're an experienced teacher and you get your policies right and, and stuff and you've not got excessive responsibility in, in you know, maybe that is possible. Um, mm. But it isn't it isn't the reality with the, the state of mind of your average teacher or the culture of your average school. Um, and, and, and it's just a busy, 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 busy term time. And I think to do the job well, 
you know, you, you, there are ways of doing the job really inefficiently. And there are some people who get in really early and stay really late and probably have a wholly ineffective two hours almost every day. Um, yes. But those people aside, um, you know, it, it's it's quite a long work week and it's intense and it's it's psychologically demanding. And, and so, you know, it, you, we do need that that decompression and that holiday where you kind of forget about it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think to try and make teaching into teaching or school life into a sort of nine to five, mm-hmm. it's just a job doesn't really work. Although there does seem to be a little bit of a sort of oh, possibly tide of, 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 of culture trying to make it that way. And I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it's. You know, anyway, there we are. Um, anyway, but, that's how it is. Um, it is. I just think, yeah, I don't think that, uh, I think a lot of stuff we do is a bit of a waste of time, but quite often we're being required to do it. Mm. A lot of it needs headspace, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think I think the thing is, you know, it's, it's like, it's not, oh gosh, we can moan about things. Anyway, and... let's, let's move on from that. Come on, that's a bit of a grim one. Yeah, What's in the lucky on. dip tonight, then? The one I'm excited for is your pitch for the yeah. Rethinking Ed conference. I'm when really ex- I'm really excited about that, except I've left it upstairs. It's not in the same room as me. So I'll have to do that one after the news. I'll go, <laughs> okay. and, I'll, I'll go and get it um, after the news. And so we'll do, we'll do that. That'll come out um, after the news. There we go. Um, so, yes, the lucky dip. What's, okay, let's go into the lucky dip. Let's go into the lucky dip. Shall I go first? go first i would like to bring out from the lucky dip oh i'm having a bit of a rummage and oh i've got a got a parcel in here and it's got a ribbon around it oh my word and it's beautifully wrapped and it's got a oh it's got an envelope with my name on it stuck out on the outside says mr pc on it and Mm -hmm. and there's a bag sort of connected to it it's sort of a a, a wine bottle bag no it's not it's a champagne bottle i've pulled out a leaving present i've pulled out leaving presents oh Oh, leaving presents leaving presents and uh, end of year leaving presents from children Um, Mm. and i'm opening i'm unwrapping this present and this is the present i actually unwrapped today um from a year six lever remember children leave uh, the school I work in, either at the end of year six or at the end of year eight, and um, but this is a year six lever, and I unwrapped the present, and the the, the present was a personalised notepad. I love notepads. Um, anyone who knows me well is like a notepad, um, and on the outside it said, "Mr. Payne Cooks." Oh, I haven't got. I've got to took a photo of it somewhere, so I need to look up the photo what it says now. So I've got to look at it and said. Um, where is it? There it is. Mr. Paincook, all the elements of a great science teacher. And mm. the card was a personalised card with a drawing of my bald head and my glasses peeking up above a sort of lab bench with a couple of um, a sort of beaker and a conical flask and dispersing some different coloured liquids into them um, with sort of dropping pipettes. And, and it's a very good, well, nice, nice hand-drawn sketch and the bottle of champagne but it was the words inside the card were just lovely this is this is a a girl who was is a very bright girl she's going to a very high highly selective grammar school in kent next year um and and i've really enjoyed teaching her for the last two years and she's really enjoyed me teaching her and it was just the loveliest card i've had and so um and it's very reaffirming really of, of why one chooses to teach and you know i know not everyone quite feels the same way about me uh but it was really nice. And then I went up to her mum, who because we had a swimming gala this afternoon, went up to her mum afterwards and said, um, so I thanked her very much for the for the presence, because of course they except for the card, they of course came from her. And and she just said the nicest words to me. And I started sort of welling up and thought, I know why I do this job. That's why I mm-hmm. do this job. And um obviously I'm quite privileged because in a private school, you know, you get champagne, you get wine, you get you get nice presents, but I've not been an actual form tutor or a class teacher for four years now. I'm just head mm-hmm. of science. I teach science to children in year five, six, seven, and eight, and um, I connect with you know most of those children. And uh, but you know that was a special one today, and it makes me feel good. So I don't know. I just thought we'd talk about leaving presents and leaving cards. And of course, you get 
the generic one, you know, from a, from a, from you know, particularly if it's a younger child, um, you know, lower down the end of the school year, let's say the end of year three or the end of year four, you know, the best teacher I've ever had or, you know, that sort of stuff. But sometimes you get some words which, which are, you know, really quite special. And I think it's the card or the hand-drawn card that counts for a lot, lot more than the champagne or the personalised notebook, although that was a nice touch, I have to say. So, I don't know, I just thought you'd talk, we'd talk about leaving do presents. You know, I've, uh, do you know what? Um, when It's very possible to be snippy and cynical about these things, but I think they're genuinely given with very great sincerity a good 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, I was given by a child from a family that had not very much money at all a little um, thing that you're meant to put on a zip. I don't know what you call them, like charms i don't know it was yeah. so it hangs on a zip it's like a little clippy thing and it had a little owl wearing a mortarboard and it said best teacher ever or something and i said oh thank you darling oh, that's really really kind of you you know well done thank you what a lovely thing and i put it to one side and you know promptly forgot about it because you know i'm not really that into that sort of thing sorry mm. about three weeks later in, in, so this was the end of i think it was christmas at the end of that term and then like so after christmas a few weeks in she said to me she said mr finch i haven't seen that thing i gave you and you could see oh she this matters to her she gave it to me because she thought i was the best teacher ever and that that was what she wanted me to know you know she wasn't giving me some piece of crap from uh from poundland she was giving me her opinion that i was good you know yeah so i found it and i clipped it onto my laptop bag on the zip on there and i showed her and she was very very pleased and i thought mr finch get back in your box just because you know mm. you know you know this matters to that little girl is now a uh what she i think she's a forensic biologist of some sort nice you know she's one of those children you teach and you think this child is capable of a very great deal and, yeah you know, the rest of the family were, you know, they were earning good money, but they were all in, you know, jobs that had, hadn't required a degree or school past mm. 16. And I was saying to them in, you know, in um, parents' evenings, you know, I think this child, this is year five, I was saying this, I think this child is going to go to university. I think she's going to do really well. I think she's, you know, I think she's really something quite special. So, yeah, I heard, you know, keep keep an ear out. And once in a while I get a message through her auntie about what she's up to now. And I'm like, my word. And that gift she gave me was meaningful. So like, I think, yeah, those best teacher in the world mugs and pens and ties. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want them, mate. They are probably going to end up. At the, no, the best shop. teacher in the world. And, and there's some cheesy teacher mugs, aren't they? But I think I would say that, that that's what's quite nice about my situation now is that because I'm not, a class teacher, I'm not the first point of call for parents dropping off and receiving and, and dismissing children at the end of the day. So even though uh, I have quite a sort of informal pastoral relationship with the children, because I teach quite a lot and I do the whole um, skills profiling thing as well, which goes across the mm -hmm. curriculum, as well as teaching science. So, so, the, so you know, and I know, you know, I, I obviously teach the children through several year groups and, and so they get, get, get to know me quite well. But I think... The nice thing is now that I, I just get, you know, I might get two, three, four, maybe six kind of leaving cards and, and bottles of wine and stuff, with, you know, from the from the children who really, who I touched a lot, you know. I don't know, sorry, that sounds really awful, um, <laughs> particularly, this, particularly this week, the, who, whose hearts and minds I won, if you like. And, um, and, and that's really nice. Whereas when I was a form tutor in my, in my, my, affluent independent school my first year i was astonished at christmas not not the end of the year just at christmas so i have been taught for a term i was astonished with the presents i got i got four of them a mason cheese i got really amazingly good champagne and beautiful and I had some lovely cards really lovely cards and that was lovely because they were all really personal and it was just lovely and really generous but then by my second and third year i you know, at the end of the year, and it still seems to happen, there was the generic end of present for Mr. X, who's taught mm. the class for the year or been the class teacher. And so the parents all put money into a kitty and they all sign the same big card and the children sign the same big card or the, more so than the parents. And and you get, and I've, I've had some amazing presents, but just, 
not with the personal stuff. So, I, you know, I think I had a pair of his and hers sort of shot glasses, but really not, not <laughs> you know, like nice, really nice shot glasses, but, but you know, or, or a really lovely fountain pen um, with, you know, my a name engraved on the side. And I thought, you know, it's lovely. It costs a stupid amount of money. The best one I had, the best collector present I had, which was good, and so I'm not knocking this one, was a day of off-roading in my Land Rover. When I had my Land Rover, which sadly I no longer have, but I went an off-roading course nearby on my Land Rover, and that was a really good, good experiential present. I prefer an experiential present sometimes to a you know, an engraved pair of glasses or an engraved pen, um, mm. which costs a lot of money, but it's like, it's just going to sit on the shelf, you know? Um, and, and you just think, spend the money more wisely or, or buy me mostly, a goat. Mostly, I I'm an African goat. I mean, I mean, a goat for me. I get given booze. That's what I booze. get. I think it's yep. fairly, you meet me, you shake my hand, you look me in the eye, you think that is a man who probably enjoys beer. Booze. Let's and give a tattoo. Him some beer. Tattoo, yeah. Well, let's move on to tattoos. Have you, oh, what are you going to get? Tattoos? Like, you getting tattoos? Hang on a minute. Oh, wait, let's wait, all wait. get tattoos. Before we move on to tattoos, um, right. I want to just acknowledge because there has been a little bit of chat. I think Charlie's uh, Charlie's left right. now. She's not in the room at the moment, but she's she's just been talking about she had an awful year and the last two weeks being crazy. Tim talked about that or something. And I, mm. I'm just big. So I'm now giving a shout out to Charlie Richards. The lovely Charlie yeah. Richards, while she's not actually listening live. Big shout out to her. I know she's had a tough year, but I think she's just got a new job. Um, yeah. And she's had an experience day. And so that's all quite good. Sounds pretty, pretty good. Um, but also Tim at Chem Commando, who I think teaches in a, an independent establishment. He said, I only got one present from a pupil this year, a four-pack of lager. Um, well, it could be an <laughs> awful lot worse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's booze normally, isn't it? Right, so uh, should we move on from presents? Are you going to Lucy's saying she dip? wants to see the tattoo when it's done, so I will have so to the... uh, have a grand down of unveiling when it's done. I have to say I don't know when that's going to be. Are you know? serious about this? So, Ed, you've pulled out tattoos from Click the Lucky well, Dip. I am and serious now we're talking about, about them. Um, I, uh, I've been serious about this for years because, I don't know, I needed to, to, to mark some changes in my life, you know, and... It's all this stuff. So before the pandemic, I was fairly close to finalising a design with a lady on Cowley Road in Oxford, an amazing uh, tattoo artist. And I was going to get this uh, charm of tattoo of tattooed goldfinches, right, mm -hmm. flying across my chest and onto my shoulder. And it's don't, don't very meaningful for me. I've got this beautiful Jackie Morris print of this charm of goldfinches. I've seen it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, you have seen it. Yeah, you it's have beautiful. seen it. Um, really lovely. And, and it is beautiful. Yeah, so I was going to get some of the, the goldfinches off that and sort of get them onto my chest and think about all the gold, you know, because I'm a finch and a goat, you know. Yeah. It's it's kind of meaningful to me. In a, in a kind of, I know it's a bit cheesy, but it is meaningful to me. So, I think, you know, my mum died almost exactly 10 years ago, actually. It's, I mean, it's almost today, to be honest. Um so and then my dad died not long after then obviously you know my wife died and things and i think all these goldfinches when i see you have a, gold a finch per dead person are you sorry well but so there's brutal. also other finches you know there's my brilliant kid and my family and things so mm. i wasn't going to be as literal as thinking oh yes everybody died by the time somebody dies i'm gonna put a t uh, you know but <laughs> every time i see a goldfinch and they're very common birds they're much more common than they used to be they're sort of they've they've really lucked out on the whole sort of destruction of the environment environment thing somehow the goldfinches are they're everywhere. Much yeah. they didn't used to be so much, and they're brutal little fierce birds. They used to um, hang out in the top of the silver birch just by my old house, and they spent the whole day every day just like having barneys with each other. They, you know, they are brutal, and they, you know, push the other birds off the feeders and things. But they are beautiful, and they are life itself, you know. And you can hear them even when you can't see them. So yeah, I love them, and I thought you know this is uh, a way to put lines under things and remember things and all sorts of stuff. And then the pandemic came, and you just couldn't for a while. All the tattoo no. shops were closed, and then when they reopened, I got back in touch. And of course, the waiting list at that point were like yeah. eighteen months, two years, and I was like, oh, I'll put it on the back shelf. But but now I think you know I don't know. I feel in a place where I'm. Uh, Sort of wanted to do. You, you, do you think by the end of the summer you're going to have one? You're going to have them done by the end of the summer? I don't know if I'm likely to get done by the end of the summer because, like, good artists have waiting lists. Yeah. So if you find an artist who hasn't got a waiting list, it's probably a. But also, sign uh, good, sorry you know? to, to to create a, 
a, a really beautiful image for listeners. Um, mm. But I'm just trying to picture the process by which a tattoo artist fights through the Amazon rainforest so the, of foliage on your wow. chest. You know now, what? Is, this would is you a... have a would you have a full wax job first? I don't know if I could. I, don't, I think if you waxed me, you could just lift me up by the strip. The, the, my chest hair. <laughs> I think you'd have to thick. jump into a bucket of candle wax. Powerful. And, and... <laughs> I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to like you do a buzz cut, and you'd have to get uh, like a bzzz, you know, like a Demi Moore at the start of GI Jane. You know, they'd have to get that, and then they go back down with some like some sort of industrial razor sort of thing. I think yeah. that you'd have to do it that way. And yeah, I would look like. Uh, but then when it grew would... back, you wouldn't see your tats very well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, who's going to see them anyway, mate? Who's going to see my tats? Well, I that's, mean, the, that's the question, isn't it? I, I'm, not, I'm not anti-tat. I just, I, I'm not remotely interested in having a tattoo, personally. Uh, but I, 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 I think there is some beautiful tattoo art out there. And, and I kind of, I understand it and I accept it and I'm not anti it and I'm not anti-teachers mm-hmm. having tattoos on display in the classroom. I think that was a ridiculous, mm-hmm. there was some ridiculous thing that that ed round tables a good friend of his who's a head teacher somewhere wasn't there a few lee, years, couple yeah, of years lovely ago lee. lovely, lovely lee, lee hill it. yeah it was, well, all, it was bonkers it was bonkers and ridiculous yeah. and i think i wrote something about it on, on in a blog i think actually about about appearance and judging people by their appearances and how ridiculous it is because our appearance is really nothing in comparison to what's going on inside us and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. anyway but anyway. i've just never been that... you don't fancy it no i don't know i think it's the same way that Whilst I have one or two band T-shirts, band as in rock and roll band, yeah. I'm not band as in band. Yeah, I don't brand myself. I've I'm not into the cool, football really shirt. Cool band T-shirts because yeah. I like the designs, but yeah, I don't, want... I don't like to brand myself as I'm a fan of this, and I'm not. Yeah. Therefore, I'm not a fan of that. You know, or, you know, or, my, or my, my shirt. About, yeah, my kid's got about fifteen Pink Floyd T-shirts. As soon yeah. as he sort of started liking Pink Floyd. He started being given T-shirts and it was lovely. Yeah. Lots of people did. He's got like, he could wear a different Pink Floyd T-shirt every day of the week for a fortnight without, <laughs> and, like, and he's not so into them now as he was then. <laughs> sort no. of off him a bit. And I think, so I think that's, I sort of associate tattoos with being a bit of a uniform, although I know they're not a uniform, they're a personal thing. And, and you should, I mean, oh. I don't, when that it's thing a bit, with a bit tribal, me, maybe, I don't know. And, um, when that thing with Lee happened, and that was in, yeah. I'm going to say, February of 2020. That um, sounds about right. That was, I think it would be, that would be about right. I put up a little thing, because I know, I mean, I know the two of them just a tiny bit, and I wanted to show some sort of solidarity and question it a little bit. So I put up a tweet saying, come on, teachers with tattoos, show us your art and explain what it means to you. I remember you doing that, yes. Yeah. It got... I, mean, I can't remember, but it was yeah. thousands of replies, which I was just spent about four days solidly acknowledging and responding to because people were telling me really quite uh, moving stories yeah. about why they got this piece of art. And very few of them, I mean, a few of them, but very few of them were just, I fancied it, so I got it done. Most of them were marked. Bereavement was the most common, I think. Yeah. I got this rose because my mum loved roses, and every time I look at it, it reminds me of my mum, and so that's why I've got it. And you think, okay, fair dues, mate. All right. Quite a lot of people who've got um, art to mark uh, a suicide attempt or... Wow. Uh, our friends, you know, so like this particular, lots of people got a colon uh, tattooed on their mm. wrist, yeah. you know, and this reminds me that it wasn't a full stop, you know, and I'm like, that, okay, nobody gets to argue with that. <laughs> Anybody comes to me and says that's unprofessional, they can jog right along. No. Um, no, Some of the yeah. art that yeah. people shared on that thread, it's still there. I might see if I can find it and boost it so any listeners can look at it. But yeah. some of the art was shocking, you know, absolutely shocking. If you saw it down a pub, you snigger a bit and think, what a loser. But when they <laughs> tell you what it means to them, okay, you know, you can have your terrible art because it's not really about that, is it? It's about you drawing lines under things yeah. or putting brackets around things. And um, good for them. So you do know what? I mean, I'm 50 years old. I don't smoke. Anymore. You're nearly fifty-one, Ed. I'm very nearly fifty-one. I could do what I like with my body, you know. I could do what I like with it. It's you can, you know, as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. And so I think that's part of it. I'm just thinking, maybe I spent a bit too many of my years being compliant and uh, 
caring a bit too much about other people's opinion. I mean, not yeah. you know, me, that's not a big motivator for me. No. But nonetheless, any time spent wasted on uh, what someone else thinks about you in your shirt and tie, what a waste of life, you know? I know, so, I know. So a little goldfinch. Oh, I was also thinking of getting the plough. As in the, 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 the Ursa Major. As in Ursa Major yeah. or whatever it's called. Ursa Major. Um, we were, gonna, we, we are missing out. Yeah. I'm so disappointed that Charlie's left us because she was with us in the room. I know she's a big fan of tattoos. Um, mm. So, you know, and, and also, um, and and she taught some GCSE astronomy last year and we're talking about that now. So there we go. There you go. Oh, I'm sorry, she's missing it. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get the plough. And I'll tell you what, years and years and years ago, back, how old are we now? 20 years ago, me and my mate, Chris, we were going to get matching tattoos of... Uh, these uh, little um, Ethiopian angels to mark at the time we spent together in Ethiopia, which was a very formative and happy time in our lives. You see, so, but, you know, yeah. all of these things mean something, don't they? They um, do. I find astonishing. My um, brilliant nephew, Arthur, who is one of the, he's just a brilliant kid. I love him. He bought himself off the internet um, a uh, tattooing set up. And he just happily tattoos himself or his friends from time to time. They get drunk at a party. He brings it along like I might bring a guitar to a party. He brings his tattooing stuff and people go, oh, yeah, mate, draw on me. He can't draw. He's terrible. <laughs> but what a, I'm like, we weren't doing that when we were teens, were we? I don't think. No, tattooing I don't think each so. Other. He's got the worst no. ink you've ever seen all over his legs. He gets a bit bored. He draws on himself. But there's lots of sort of fake temporary tattoos and stuff now, aren't they? So you know, the, you know, you go to a, a, a you know a school fete or whatever, and you have the temporary tattoos and you know sort of stencil stuff. Uh, yeah, and last like that year, and I got my um, Che Guevara tattoo and tried to cod onto the internet that it was uh, <laughs> that it was permanent. An, an awful are. lot of people were ready to believe that it was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've, yeah, Che Guevara—that's quite fitting, I'd say. Um, right, I think. We've got to 32 minutes into the show. Really? Um, shall we do the eight minutes of adverts? New Should we knock that out of the way? Come on. Yes, let's do that. And then afterwards, we're going to keep going in the lucky dip. But I think we might find something in the lucky dip that's happening in November. And we might find something oh, that's yeah, happening yeah. Yeah. In, in, in the lucky dip that's, that's happening in September as well. Um, and we'll talk about those. So some educational speak from the lucky dip after the adverse news and tech briefing people stay with us um or fast forward um if you're not listening live okay bye bye mate see ya this episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from witherslack group the uk's leading provider of sen education and care they're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk 
Here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chigwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Northern Ireland, funding for the Engage programme, a scheme that employs teachers to help children's learning recover after the pandemic, is still not in place for the next school year. The Education Minister sent a letter to schools after the term ended. The National Association of Head Teachers said the timing of the Department of Education's communication had caused great offence. The Engage programme was introduced in September 2020 and schools received between £3,600 and £50,000 depending on their size and how many pupils they had who were eligible for free school meals. Schools were given money to employ teachers or substitute teachers to provide extra help to pupils whose learning had been affected most by the pandemic and restrictions. In her letter to school principals, Education Minister Michelle McElveen said, I have issued a direction to my officials to continue the programme until the end of December 2022, in the first instance. However, this direction remains subject to the approval of the Department of Finance. I fully understand the importance of urgent notification on this issue and can assure you that I will provide clarity on budget allocations as soon as I receive confirmation from the Finance Minister. The NAHT said that the uncertainty over the scheme was very worrying for schools. Caterers have told BBC News that as a result of rising food prices, beef will be removed from some school dinner menus along with other staples such as potatoes. LACA, the School Caterers Association for England and Wales, said that the quality of meals was under threat. Brad Pearce, National Vice Chairman of LACA, said the long-term impact of Covid, the war in Ukraine and rising fuel costs were all having an effect on what his members could put on school plates. He said the costs that are coming forward make it impossible for us to continue unless some difficult choices are made. LACA members provide 80% of the school catering service in England and Wales. Assist FM, the body representing Scottish caterers, says its members are experiencing similar concerns. In response to the concerns, the government said it had expanded access to free school meals and would continue to keep eligibility under review and work across government to address rising costs, building on the over £37 billion announced to help the most vulnerable. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to support a question everyone will see at the start of next year. It goes something like this. Hi Edu Twitter, can you reply with where you are so I can show my class how far a post on the internet can reach? With a bit of free tech, you can make this much more visual. I'm going to use Google Maps because it's free and most likely you'll have used Google Maps at some point in the past. So, when you have all your responses, sign into Google, go to Maps and click on the menu next to the search box. That's the three lines that look like a burger. From the menu, select My Places. You'll now have four options. Lists, Labeled, Visited and Maps. Click on Maps and at the bottom select Create Map. Now you can give the map a title so you can find it next year for comparison and add all the places from your Twitter replies. Simply type the name of the place. When it appears with a blue point marker, you can click the plus sign to add it to the map and then select the colour to help it stand out. When you've finished, all places will be saved and you can access the map by following the first few steps. Menu, My Places, Maps. There are loads of other great tools to use also. Measure the distance from your school to those places. Hit preview and go into the view only mode. Here you can select the place and you're treated to a short bio and an image of the area. So next time you're looking to bring a lesson to life, why not try using maps to help pupils see where places are in the world? Do you have any top tips for mapping? Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. And we are back in the room on Teachers Talk Radio. It's the Late Late Show with me, Toby Paincook, and the excellent Edward Finch. Here he is. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. We're back. So we've done school leaving presents. We've done tattoos. We have got another dip in the lucky dip. I think it's my turn because sort of accidentally I mentioned you, you You brought out tattoos by accident. I brought them out. Or is it your yeah, turn, Ed? Me? You, you, I think you go for it. And I, I'm, I'm hoping you're going to tell me about this. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to yeah, go, go into the lucky dip. So last week we I pulled out of the lucky dip a little bit of news about Saturday, the 17th of September, the Rethinking Education Conference. And um, there's a poster that's going around um, the Twitter sphere organised by James Mannion and others. And anyway, I'm now pulling out of the lucky dip what I am talking about in London, New Cross, um, uh, on Saturday, the 17th of September at the Rethinking Education Conference. Now, this came about by James Mannion listening to our show, I think on really? Listen Back, I don't think he listened live, and when we were talking about Edutopia, and mm. if you remember, probably fairly early in the year, I reckon it was probably February-ish, um, maybe March, and... And we were talking about my, you know, an edutopia, and I went off on one, and um, as I do, uh, and um, and James said he really liked what I talked about, and he said, would I be prepared to put a proposal along those lines in for the Rethinking Education Conference? So this is the proposal I put in, everybody. I'm going to read it out. I haven't prepared the actual talk. I'm thinking. No. Of a, you basically, write the abstract before the paper. <laughs> it's the abstract before the paper, absolutely. Um, and so I've got to try and construct a talk around this. There's rather a lot here. Um, I'm thinking actually what I'll probably do is I'll probably do the sort of famous dichotomies, you know, for example, um, you know, like traditional direct instruction sort of education and the opposite, you know, progressive project-based learning. And I'm I'm going to then go, well, here's the third way, everybody. Um, and not the somewhere in the middle, no, the third way. And for each time, that's that's what I'm thinking of how I sort my structure. But anyway, so I was asked to, for my submission, to describe your session briefly in 50 words max, and then to describe your session in more detail, 300 words max. So I'll read you the 50 words max, and then I'll read you the 300 words max. And um, some of it's incoherent, I would say. But um, anyway, <laughs> I'm bigging myself up here. Um, I will focus on education. Oh, the title of the talk, first of all, Dreaming of an Edutopia, Challenges, Opportunities and Threats. Um, I will focus on education as a foundational, bottom-up, 
in comparison with top-down enabler of well-rounded, purposeful and fulfilled humans. Several ideas will be explored, focusing on enlightenment and emotional literacy in contrast to subject-specific content, driven by measurement and comparison of humans too young on far too narrow a playing field. Mm. So that's the, that's the short summary. I think that is probably fairly honest and truthful to what I will speak about. Whether I manage to do everything I say in this next 300-word bit, we'll see. <laughs> and it's it's you could regard it as bonkers but it's i hope it's going to be endearingly bonkers and a little provocative um the challenge of our current educational landscape will be explored via some conflicting economically politically and socially driven myths first yes. i'll explore the advantages and disadvantages of both our current knowledge rich instructive paradigm and its contrasting more skills orientated and project based alternatives I will unpick our obsession with measuring and raising academic standards, but be equally scornful of the nebulous concept of 21st century skills. The bulk of the talk will focus on designing a bottom-up educational utopia. I will explore a greater focus on how and why we learn, and a greater focus on too much greater focus there, um, a, and a greater focus on dispositions, character, and emotional literacy inspired by the philosophical musings of several contemporary writers, with particular emphasis on David Brooks' The Road to Character and Alan de Botton's et al., The School of Life. I will propose an innovative structure of the school day. I'm not sure I will, but I'll try. Um, <laughs> school week and curriculum from 7 to 14. You haven't given yourself much. How long is this? It's 30 minutes. And a gross, <laughs> and a gross, I think you've set yourself quite a challenge, my man. I know, I have. And a gross reimagining of the various overlapping pathways. It's going to be a cross between an optical course and a sprint, isn't it? It is, well, it is. You're going to listen to the rest, though. While I'm a fervent believer that a far more purposeful, fulfilling and meaningful edutopia is possible and would greatly benefit society, I will end by addressing the threats and barriers to enacting this tangible dream. A fundamental reevaluation of society is required, a new politics and a new economics, a root cause analysis brackets, as opposed to a never-ending tinkering with immediate causes, close brackets, of our education system, universities, apprenticeships, mental health awareness, post-16 education, the obsession with public exams, brackets, and their purpose, and the relevance, brackets, or irrelevance, of subjects. Utopia can never be achieved if our world is governed by short-termist targets, which in turn drive the current cultural malaise of showing that we are doing a great job rather than being trusted to do what is right and meaningful in the cultural, environmental, ethical, cognitive and emotional education of all humans from all social and economic backgrounds. Maybe I am just a dreamer. There we go. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's nearly the 30 minutes. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm going to have to, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk at 300 million miles an hour and people not really get anything from it. So I'm going to, I'm going to home in on a, a, an aspect of that, I think, um, mm. and, and probably more about the ideas and philosophy and less about the structure of the school day, um, I think. But I don't know, maybe it'd be better to do it the other way. I'm not sure. Um yeah, so that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, Have you read um, Mr. Mannion's book? Uh, it's not him by himself. Uh, what's anyway? Uh, Fear is the mind killer. Did you read that one? Fear is the mind killer. I haven't. I, all the books you tell me that I should have read, Ed, I haven't read. I'm rubbish. Well, I read that one because I was sent it to review for um, Schools Week, so I read it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed it, and they were talking about a project that they'd run at two schools in Brighton or. I think it's bright. It might have been, might have been Hove, but anyway, you know, down that end. Yeah, down that way. Where they had basically taken time out of the uh, Key Stage Three curriculum to enact stuff, which is, you know, stuff about debating, stuff about character. They said they, and they've been given the go ahead. That you know, these guys maybe don't need all that much science. They maybe don't need, you know, yeah. a whole lesson of computing every week. We can take stuff out of our national curriculum to give you time to do stuff which isn't in the national curriculum but we think is important and they've done this for a number of years and they longitudinally looked at it and said yes these children do better in GCSEs compared to the kids before because they've got you know better understanding of how to extract meaning from a text how to, how to construct an argument you know yeah. and, and maybe there were just better rounded people who could could get study more 
And I was like, well, one thing, this is, you know, it, everybody gets study fever, don't they? You know, you get to go on yeah. a... Uh, on a you get to go on a project you put more effort in you try a bit harder you know so you get that and there was another thing about it was i said well you know yes it's a good longitudinal study but we haven't got a control to compare it with so Mm. you know that's educational research it always isn't it you you can't control oh there are too many variables it's very hard to control it yeah exactly obviously as you know you've got different kids in a different classes so whatever and different teachers different classes but i mean the main thing for me was in today's Ofsted um, framework, which is driven very much by, you know, curriculum mm. in in a very particular way, are you doing what you said you're going to do? Are you doing enough of this? Are you delivering what you're meant to deliver and what you say you're delivering? And how can you prove that you are? I thought we'd be a very brave head teacher who would say, yeah, let's just drop computing for year seven. Because frankly, they're digital natives. They can do it anyway. And they yeah. don't learn a lot from it. Why don't we give them all that extra time on debating and um, philosophy for children and so forth? I just think it's increasingly difficult to do. But it was a lovely project. And I thought, well, yeah, James Mannion. And I thought, well, God bless you for seeing that through. And I believe the project continues. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that's the sort of stuff that we talked about at the conference, gig, won't it? Gig, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it's going to be an interesting gig. I think, I think that that's the thing is today and today and tomorrow with our year six and sevens combined um and they don't normally work together we'll put them in i've been doing a sort of apprentice dragon's den kind of fusion and so they will be working on that in in sort of tomorrow morning and it's been really nice setting that up and just just it's so different and gosh you wouldn't want the school day to be like that all the time but just getting them to you know they've they've got to come up with an idea novel product could be an eco related product or some kind of kitchen fitness exercise related sort of app or something they're not actually making the product obviously it's just a concept and they've got to draw a design of it a scale diagram of it um they've got to come up with a logo product name make a little short advert at a live performed advert because not time to film and edit it and and then do a sort of dragon stand style pitch where they sort of value their company and ask for investment and then some of us teachers are sort of caricatures of ourselves um as dragons tomorrow afternoon and mm-hmm. and it's just really been really nice watching the children work in sort of whole groups of sort of eight or nine and in their sub teams that they'll be working in tomorrow within those groups of, of sort of two or three to do those different tasks um I wouldn't want to build the whole of education in that style, but I think doing things like that occasionally and and going, actually, you're right, they could have two less science lessons a term or two less science lessons a month or something, and it it wouldn't really matter. Um, And it doesn't, it really wouldn't matter, you know? Um, (laughs) That's the thing, I think. I think, but the problem is we've got so bothered and fixated on measurement and evidence and and but but you know the evidence for what for better exam results does that mean you've had a better education because you get better grades at 16 not necessarily it may be very shallow short-termist knowledge that is if it's never applied or used you know has it benefited you has it made you a better or more useful person it it has made your school get better results for you at 16 but has it you know those sort of questions never get to be discussed because we're so caught on this treadmill of accountability and measurement and and tracking and progress and 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 mm-hmm. there's no longitudinal data on any of it really is there no i, don't I think. mean at the end of the day if we're talking gcse's we go over saying as i am to my to my kid i'm saying you know what do you need to get to make sure that you can do the thing you need to do next yeah that's right you know and that's but it's it just is. such an un, it's such an uninspired, uninspirational and, 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 way of you know, getting to that next hurdle. That's yeah, all. And I've got enormous respect for the school he's at. They're doing a great job, and uh, you know, big big up. I like them, but they're absolutely about that. They're like these kids that uh, who'd been attending this school up to three years ago were not getting the exam results they needed to go on and do more stuff, right. and therefore they weren't able to do more stuff. So they're very 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 tightly focused on we want you to get the best set of results you can because we want you to be able to go on and do what you want to do next. The problem is that constrains the uh, curriculum to the point where the kids aren't learning what they want to do next. They can't voice an aspiration because their whole curriculum has been about, we need to make sure that you can answer a two mark question and a full mark question. And this is what it looks like this. And this is the bit that you need to say. It's, it's, I think you're between a rock and and a hard place. So, Oh gosh, I, 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 I'm, I'm doing the same. 
I've fully, fully realised that the revolution is is delayed, if never happening, because right now, for the next five or ten years, there's there's bigger, bigger, more pressing political and economic concerns than do you think having an education <laughs> revolution? Are you aware um, what's happened since we've been on air? By the way, uh, Gove's been sacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we won't go into it, but I just thought if you were living in. You know, Gokhila is the architect of so much of what we're talking about, and uh, he's either he hasn't hit the buffers, he will, he's Teflon, is he getting sacked by uh, Boris is probably the best thing at the moment. That makes you squeaky clean, doesn't it? And then you can pop back up again. But well, anyway, it's just weird, it's just weird how, uh, anyway, that's just bizarre. I think you need to put your hands in the lucky dip, though, and you need to put your hands in the lucky dip twice, first of all, right. um, to get something educational out. Um, ish, right. and then to get something musical out. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, the educational one, which I think you might <laughs> have been referring to, is, yeah, this uh, this September, October, will be the fifth anniversary of the birth of Bruhead. And Yeah! Yay, that deserves one of these. What's he got? Yeah, Five years. Yeah, That's a big, big cheer to you and to Darren as well, and to yeah. anyone else who's ever organised a brewhead. Yeah, I mean it's it's five years and they're still happening. I was at one in Birmingham. What was it? A couple of weekends ago, and um, there's more coming up, and it's a beautiful thing. People are happy that they're doing them again. You know, after a couple of years when it was tricky, we all agree. First one was in Sheffield back in 2017 in the late 2017 and then in wakefield after that and then it was one of those things like uh you know like the famous um uh sex pistols gig and everybody who went to it went away and started yeah. a band you know and so they were all over and before the pandemic you'd have had you know often two or they three were, in a weekend absolutely they were amazing and they were all over my timeline but i don't they're not the new the, the current ones are not all over my timeline um, i would just say you know, um, no, they're not yet. I, they're not yet. I think it's going to pick up, and I think yeah. there's an awful lot of people have joined the great Twitter edu Twitter community, and it always was, you know, a Twitter based community. You know, it did very well on Facebook, but that did never generated any sales. I don't think. Um, no. But you know, there's a lot of people have joined us over the pandemic. Lots of who are saying, you know, what is this thing? I want to fight as hard as I reasonably can without making myself look like an ass for the original principles yes. that it was founded. The point of it is to bring different people together. The point of it is to give them something to talk about, so to connect together. So I want to see a programme which is disparate, you know, and I that might mean I've got people from, uh, you know, from primaries and from secondaries and from pupil referral units and from special and from private and not just state, you know, these people <laughs> were all teachers. Uh, you know, but that's something that you wouldn't do, isn't it? You know what I mean? No. Like you, you, everybody has, it's, it's like the system has been designed to make us suspicious of each other. You know, and primary teachers think that secondary teachers are all obsessed with discipline and sitting in rows. That's probably not true. The secondary teachers think the primary teachers are just basically babysitters because they don't really understand what it is we do, so they don't value it. People don't know what happens in special schools, but they know that you have to be some form of angel to work there. And I tell you, the people who work in special schools tell you that's not the case. Um, <laughs> you know, so the point was bring people together from really disparate parts of the education universe, put them in an authentic social space so that they don't notice hierarchies anymore, and then give them something to talk about. So you've got to have like some sort of presentation or something so they've got something to talk about. What yeah. I don't want to be doing is sitting in a university lecture room listening to lectures that's that, i don't want to do that no with the I same old name like as well with the same, with the same old yeah. edgy edgy zeitgeist yeah, names so i keep yeah. fighting for it i also think it's not really a brewhead if it hasn't got a pub quiz because that gets you together with those weirdos who work in the other sector mm. and then gives you something to do together that's not really about education and you come away mm. and you think i really like those guys they're really funny you know and it, hopefully you know so when when i started it i think it was when the trad v prog um war was at its actual height yeah and i had this yeah. idea that maybe you would get somebody who's labeled trad 
sitting in a room with somebody who's labelled prog and they would find out that they were okay and probably their classroom practice wasn't a million miles away from each other. Was that at Bruhead? Was, was that when you got Ben Newmark and... and, and um, uh, Mary Boosted. Mary Boosted together. That was, was that at a Bruhead? That was it at was a conference? Under, it was, I was running a Bruhead um, strand alongside an NEU conference at the Institute of Education. So I yeah. had like my own Bruhead within that event. And that debate was not under the Bruhead's um, banner, no. but it was a good event. You know, that's the sort of thing we were hoping would happen. And yeah. it happened at, you know, they're both good people. They're both authentic. They're both really. Oh, warm. really? Yeah. You know, and uh, I thought it was a really cracking debate, actually. It really did. I thought that they were very honest and very open and really engaged with each other. And the audience, because it was an NEU conference, they were kind of heavily weighted on one side, but they couldn't argue fair against Ben. Against... No, no, he's he's absolutely kind. He's absolutely principled. He absolutely believes, yeah. and he was. And at the end of it, you know, they're pretty much saying, "Yeah, you know, you know." Um, Claire Seeley's great quote that most primary schools are pretty trad in the morning and pretty prog in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not far wrong. Anyway, that was. But that was when was that? That would have been twenty nineteen. I'm going to guess that one. Yeah, they, they've been all over the country. They've been they've been some overseas ones as well, and um, it's been a lovely thing. And then we've not been able to do it very much for two years. So the fact that they're springing back to life is, to me, it's beautiful. And so we're saying on that weekend, and I can't remember what weekend it is because I haven't um, researched for the show at all, and thought I was going to be talking about this. But yeah, we've got a, a weekend which is as close as we can get to the fifth year anniversary of the first one, which was in in Sheffield. Um, and we're going to see how many we can get oh, going around the country. Quite a lot of people are organising them. So mm. The point isn't that you travel to the other end of the country to hear someone famous. No, 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 exactly. I think is, I think there's going to be a local one here, Kent Sussex, but with organised by want, Kate right? Albridge and stuff. I think. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah, we want local so. people, you know, a local event where you be working alongside people who maybe you will come across again. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's nice. <laughs> you know? I think that's really fantastic. I think it's a wonderful thing, and I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to go to one on November the what's the big day? November the nineteenth, doesn't it? Hopefully, you're hoping to do a lot on right that day. To me. I'm trying to Google it as we speak. And I, I think it's well, November the 19th. We had a Brewhead day, you see, back in 2019, on yeah. the 9th of February, yeah, we had, there were simultaneous events going on. I think it was three or four places around the country. And it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was a beautiful it's amazing. thing. It's a really amazing thing. And it's, 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 I think you, well, you did one, you, you and Darren did win People of the Year award with the tes awards or something didn't you yeah. for it and i but that's you know i think you deserve more than that frankly i think i think particularly if it can come back and in and and start bringing in new people and new friendships and new collaborations and new idea sharing across mm. worlds that are not commonly sharing ideas as you say and and it's not too rooted in nostalgia for for the pre-pandemic brewhead you know it's 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 yeah. You know, I think I think there's an you know I don't know I'm sure that will happen, um, but also we're all so anyway we're we're, we're over time Ed. Oh um, mate, we're over time. We're, we're over, over time. time, and I would just say that I think I think I'm going to have to announce live on air that this time next week I've got a two day mini mini break with youngest child, so I am staying in my vacant brother my brother's not vacant he's on holiday um, himself so i'm using his house in windsor with anna to go and have a mini mini break and i'm with, only with anna for two evenings in this place so i think i don't really want to do my radio show at nine o'clock so i'm gonna i'm gonna You've can we week cancel off, next week's show let's have a week off um it's possible the following week i'm driving to devon as well so i'm ooh, we might have to we might have to have a bit of a discussion and and then and then have a little bit of a break and then talk about summer holidays in three weeks time when possibly yeah. when we're quite close to each other in devon um but i'll discuss with that with you via the whatsapp we could do it in the same room as each other couldn't we, we could that? do it in the same room maybe we could do it in the same room but that's a, not a bad <laughs> shout in three weeks time so um I don't think I could do one next week, though, definitely. And we'll, no, we'll review the week after week. that. That's fine. Let's not do next week. And um, so you enjoy your last couple of weeks of term. We will we will come up with a plan and let 
let you good people know, listeners and catch-uppers and TT radio folk and Twitter people, and we will let you know. And here is Ed pulling out something from the Lucky Dip, which involves uh, a string instrument. Brew Ed Day. Yeah. Songs with Day. Just a perfect day. Drunk sangria in the park. In the park. Then later when it gets dark, we go home. Oh, I hate that E chord. Just a perfect day. Feed animals in the zoo. Then later a movie too. And then home. Oh, it's, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spare it Such a perfect day You just keep me hanging on You just keep me hanging on Such a perfect day Problems are left alone Weekends on our own such fun. Where am I up to? Um, <coughs> just a perfect day. You made me forget myself. I thought I was someone else. Someone good. Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you On such a perfect day You just keep me hanging on You just, you keep, just keep me, me hanging, hanging on I'm not going to do you going to reap just what you say because I think we've gone five minutes over and that's probably enough. There you go, that's perfect day never played it before in my life ladies and gentlemen oh, no i liked your version no i liked your version you sort of put something different into that i like that feel? i did feel it i feel it i like that a lot thank you ed thank I, you I listeners just, think, just imagine if i were to practice that's what i keep thinking what you're really practice? good you're really good you're oh, really good i want to i want to go on i want to be can i be your roadie if we go on tour <laughs> I'll well, just we're be... going on tour, aren't we? As soon as we can get get around to it, we're going to do um, techno versions of soppy pop hits, isn't that? Yeah, Wasn't that's it? right. With Papa Grosso. Versions. Papa Grosso. You need to meet the other. There's, there's various. I've got 15 bassists in Papa Grosso, and <laughs> and no no drummer. We need a drummer or or techno. Yeah. Anyway, right. I um, mean, it's time right, to end friends. the show. Take care, everybody. Take care, Ed. Good night. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good night. Um, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.